Johnny, the great Aretha Franklin once sang about R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Last night, Halo fans were singing R-I-S-P. Come on, Angels, you got to get a hit when there's runners in scoring position. We're going to talk about it. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What you want somebody to score he's okay. got jokes people he's got jokes <laughs> thanks for making locked on angels your first listen of the day we're available on all platforms like apple podcast and spotify and the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review and those watching on youtube make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops thank you for being here for this episode of locked on angels where it's your team every day you've got the frisch brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and that's my brother mike the jokes help me cope my name is mike yes. and that's my brother john <laughs> you've got the number one day Los Angeles Angels podcast out there with you right now. So we're happy that you decided to join us. Hey, we've been fans of this team for years. And so we're hoping that our insight into watching so many seasons of the Angels is something that we can offer you on Lockdown Angels. It's our second season here at Lockdown Angels. And we're happy that you decided to join us. Hey, coming up on Friday, we're going to recap today's game. We're going to talk about it. It's at 105. So we'll recap that on Friday and we'll get to your mailbag questions for Fan Mail Friday, but we have to start here, Mike. We've got to talk about Game 2 against the Yankees as the Halos drop this one 3-2 to two in extra innings. I hate that Manfred rule. I know. <laughs> I know. I knew that you were going to be mad about that, and it was it was such a... It was such a crappy inning, right? But, because but that, and that's not even the the problem with this game. Yeah, right. Yeah, and but it was a crappy inning, right? Hit by yeah. a pitch and walk and a sack fly, and yeah. they didn't even earn it, right? Yeah. And so, but we were there, and we had ample opportunity to not More be there this. at all yes. when we're one for 15 with runners in scoring position you're not going to win games and I guess on the bright side if there is a bright side the fact that it was just a three to two loss was actually a really good thing because sure. we could have been crushed but our pitching staff actually looked really fantastic yep. we'll get to that in just a moment but the only hit with runners in scoring position was Gio Urshela Hirsch. who's crushing his former team and Renfro was at second base because of a balk and I think I kept my fist up in the air for five minutes after that because <laughs> it was like finally we scored right but then there was that trout play in the ninth inning where he didn't swing, Johnny. Am I being biased here? That was not a swing. I saw a couple of angles, and one of them didn't look like a swing. One of them you could have said, ah, but here's the thing. Number one, there's no hard and fast rule about the check swing. It's yeah. an umpire's discretion, Yeah, and that's really frustrating. On the other hand, Trout shouldn't put that decision in the hands of the umpire. Yeah, And he just was having a, a, a tough game, and it really... Up and down the lineup, Mike, everybody having a tough game. I know Shohei almost hit that two-run home run. That Lurch, I mean, Aaron Judge reached up and, and grabbed Lurch. Uh, and then dropped <laughs> and then somehow caught it with his other hand. I'm surprised I didn't look at that one to see if it came out of his glove or if it hit the wall or anything like that. But yeah. uh, that's neither here nor there. And then after that, it was just nothing happening for the Angels. I know no. Ward, Ward got an RBI ground out, I believe. Uh, Trout on that strikeout. Love to see Nevin get fired up. I yeah. posted the clip on Lockdown Angels of Nevin coming out of the dugout and giving the umpires a piece of his mind there. John, I know it's a family show, but do you want to repeat what he what he yelled? <laughs> <laughs> Need a uh, a John Boy lip reading on yes, that one. I'm not going to touch that. He was fired up. I do like seeing a fired up Phil. And I love that he came out to yell. And then when he got thrown out, then he's going to go and talk to the ump. And yeah. then the home plate umpire threw him out and he goes, 
I already got thrown out, bro. I'm, I'm gonna thrown go, out. I'm gonna go get my my did, 15 seconds of fame here. What did Ric Flair say back in the day? Fire me! I'm already fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey. You got Ric Flair reference. You had an Adams Family reference. Come You're on. on fire! You're on fire. Now listen to this, my Griffin Canning, Griffin with an I, not an E. Uh, <laughs> his start was strong. Lots of three and two counts at the beginning. And just one mistake pitch to Judge, which yeah. is a fastball right in Judge's happy zone for a two-run home run. Right, and he knew it when he threw it because he was like, "Ah, right. oh, dang it!" But Mike, after that, five and five and a third innings, three walks, four Ks, two back-to-back starts of five innings for Griffin Canning. Mike, I've said it before; I'll say it again. I will take one mistake pitch like yep. he made to Aaron Judge. Yep. Over loop single, double walk, walk, double single. Yep. Right, which is something that we always used to see with the Angels, and even with Griffin Canning in the past. Yeah. Not good location. Uh, we kind of saw that with Jose Suarez the other night on Tuesday. So I'll take I'll take a mistake pitch because it's one bad pitch. Yeah. And I know that it was a two-run home run, but come on. Uh, that <laughs> Two runs over five innings, you, you got to be able to come back from You'll that. You'll take that every single day, and we should be able to come back from that. It reminded me of the Reed Detmers outing. I think was it against the Red Sox or the Blue Jays. Yeah, another, another yeah. two-run home run. This was Justin Turner. That's right. And, uh, and it was not quite up and in enough. Yeah. And again, one mistake pitch. Otherwise, a great outing. And speaking of great outings, talk about Zach Neto's day. Yeah, Zach Neto looked great. Two doubles back to back, and he is another hit more. by pitch. <laughs> right? Yeah, that poor guy, man. He's looking more and more comfortable though, John. And yeah, he. he I saw somebody say like, "We you know we should have brought up Soto." Soto was struggling in Triple A. Soto's and they moved a no down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they moved him down to Rocket City, and then somebody yeah. said, "Well, what's what Neto is doing is what Ranjifo is doing." I, I have to disagree with that, and here's yeah. why. There is an aura and a posture about Neto on the field and at the plate that Renhifo does not give off. Yeah. Because Renhifo looks like he is like struggling to even make contact. And then when he's throwing the ball or playing defense, you got your fingers crossed. Neto is a natural shortstop. Yeah. Neto is comfortable. And he is a rookie. These are his first major league at bats. So he's not going to pop off immediately. Mike Trout did it. And even Anthony Volpe really doesn't have a great line no. and and but he's starting to get comfortable and mm-hmm. Neto's starting to get comfortable as well and I love him at short he, he's got a strong arm and again he's had a couple of really good at bats that bottom of the lineup with Logan Ohapi and Zach Neto is no longer a hole I'm confident that they can make contact I'm confident they can draw a walk I'm confident they can get on base I really like those two guys you made me laugh there because Logan Ohapi came into the game because of what happened with Matt Thice. Uh, and here's what happened. Yeah. The ball bounces in front of him. Thice waits to pick it up. Yeah. Doesn't grab it. And Anthony Volpe, in all his speed, takes second. And yeah. they called it a a uh, a, a drop pitch. Or uh, Sorry, what's, what's a the wild term? Pitch. A, wild a wild pitch. A wild pitch. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's escaping me, of course, <laughs> when I'm in front of the camera. Yeah. It always escapes me. Uh, a wild pitch. But Mike... I watched him sit there and look at it. Right. Like, what are you doing? Right. We've had we've had a, a frequent caller, Dan from Dana Point, who always calls and makes a point about Thice lobbing the pitches back to the pitcher. Like, does yeah. he not realize that they can take a pitch or take a base when yeah. he's doing that? And this was the perfect example. This guy doesn't look the part. No. He doesn't play the part. No. And and I don't think that he's a catcher, Mike. And the fact that Logan Ohapi had to come in in the later innings, which I totally understand them doing that. Yeah. But 
then you're not giving Ohapi a day off. So what's right. the point of putting Matt Theis in there right. at all when you have right. Chad Wallach on the taxi squad? Mike, if 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 Chad Wallach is not starting on Friday, and if if Trey Cabbage is not on a bus from Salt Lake to Anaheim <laughs> for Friday's game, yeah. I'm going to be upset because, number one, we have to have a catcher we can trust when it's not Logan Ohapi in there. And number two, if the Angels aren't going to deliver with runners in scoring position, you got to bring up some more guys who can hit. Yeah. And some of these guys are not getting it done. Yeah. And no offense to Jake Lamb. I think Jake Lamb is a great AAA guy. Yeah. But if but if Trey Cabbage, who's raking right now, is not on this team on Friday, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. John's I'm, getting upset. John, you know, we get accused of being a little bit too positive, right? So um, every once you. in a while, every once in a while, we want to give the people what they want. So um, this is for those who are really frustrated with the Angels, but specifically really frustrated with Matt Theis. <clears throat> Here we go. Matt, I can't believe that you didn't get that ball and you let Volpe go to second base. What, are the, what the heck are you doing? Somebody needs to call your mom and get you grounded. You need to be DFA'd and they need to bring somebody else up on this team. I can't even believe that he's the backup catcher. He shouldn't even be in this lineup. He should be in like single A. How was that? That reminds me of when Jerry yells at Kramer and Kramer goes, what is that, a new bit? <laughs> that is a new bit. That is a new bit. Mike gets mad. Mad Mike. Uh, Mad Money Mike. Hey, the Angels play the Yankees starting today at 105 Pacific. It's an early one, so if you're catching this in the morning, hopefully you're in time for the game at 105 Pacific. After an air-filled game knocked Sandy out of his last start, he tries to get his second win of the year today. You can catch every pitch on the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. And these bars are so delicious, you won't even know that they're actually good for you. And what makes them so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in really great flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, and churro, which is my personal favorite. And these bars taste like a candy bar, but they remain healthy. Only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And if you're ready for a Built Bar, you can get one of three opportunities to grab one. You can go to their website, built.com. They have a wide selection of bars and puffs. You can head to your nearest Walmart. They have four bar boxes in the pharmacy section. And you can also stop by your local Sam's Club. They have a 13 bar box with all of their hit flavors, including brownie batter and churro. Notice I, I said churro twice because it's that good. You're going to thank me later. Built Bars, Built Puffs. You got to try this. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Hey, coming up later, we're going to be talking about how Shohei's new pitching schedule kind of pans out now that there's been some moves there. We appreciate our Locked On everydayers for making us their first listen every single day. And each day this week, we're covering the games against the Yankees again. They're playing the Yankees today at 105. So make sure you tune in and see if the Angels can go three and four on this road trip. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Johnny, you brought up a really good point uh, earlier this week about Jared Walsh and how this team really needs Jared Walsh. He's kind mm. of the, uh, what is what is uh, Kramer called Jerry? The manan, manana, or something like that. He's the straw that stirs the drink. Two Seinfeld yes. references on the same show. That's right. Uh, Walsh kind of has that vibe about him. But 
he hasn't been in there because of the struggle with insomnia and has has some other things going on. Obviously, it's not health, which is great. He just can't sleep, which is terrible. Migraines. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff is terrible. And then Max Stassi hasn't been there because Stassi was out with a bit of a hip issue. But lately, what they've been saying is that it's a personal issue. And I don't know, it sounds kind of ominous, right? As they've yeah. talked about it, it sounds kind of heavy. So, you know, we're, we're thinking about you, Max. The thing that we need from these guys is obvious. We need their veteran presence. Mm-hmm. We need their bats back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Specifically, because of Matt Thys's struggles, we need Max Stassi to back up Ohapi so that he can get a full day off. Mm-hmm. But we also need that veteran back there because we need somebody who's going to grab the ball when it bounces off his chest protector. We need somebody who can pitch frame and not hit the bat as a batter swings through the strike zone, <laughs> right? And... All of this is what these two guys bring to the game. And I would love to see them back sooner rather than later. Now, when it comes to Walsh, they have said that he's out of the the treatment center. Mm -hmm. And now he's going to have to go through some rehab, depending on where his migraines are at and his insomnia is at. And then there hasn't been any really new updates on Max Stassi. But Johnny, I I really think that this team at 9-9 and as of this recording actually will improve greatly when these two guys come back. And I think they're going to improve greatly specifically because Jared Walsh defensively is going to solve a lot of the throwing errors problem. Like, for example, what happened in Boston with Anthony Rendon. I think that Jared Walsh grabs those two balls. I think Jake Lamb missing those is not going to be missed by Jared Walsh. And... Jared Walsh also extends this lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were excited about Brandon Drury being signed, but I really like having maybe Geo at second and Jared Walsh at first base yeah. and a left-handed yeah. bat, right? And then with Max Stassi, you're bringing him in to alleviate some wear and tear on Logan Ohapi. And if the guy's right, he's got a really good bat. And so I'm looking forward to having these two guys back in the lineup sooner rather than later. What say you? Well, did you see Gio Urshela's awesome play at first? Oh yeah, against the Yankees last he's night. Played, but that's a thing. Is like like he's made it uh, palatable to not have yes. Jared Walsh in there, right? Because and, he has really been a great pickup by Perry Manassian. And I think that's key because number one, when there's a lefty on the mound and you don't want Jared Walsh in that day, you can trust a Gio Urshela at first base. Yeah, and then you have. Uh, Luis Renjifo, who hits really well against lefties, he could he could start at second base, yeah. right? So once Walsh is back, you start to have the options in the infield that the Angels really wanted coming into this season. Now, I know Zach Neto is there now, and that kind of ties up the shortstop spot, which I think is an excellent thing. Yeah. They didn't address shortstop over the offseason, even though we all wanted them to. But bringing up Zach Neto and seeing the way he's playing, making smart baseball decisions at 22 years old. And I know some people were complaining about his 0 for 6 or his 1 for 16. But at that point, it's four games. Yeah. You can't judge a person on four games. Yeah. And as we all saw, he's really starting to put it together last night in that Yankee game. Those two doubles were exactly right on. He hit the ball hard. He put it where the defender wasn't in left field. Excellent work from Zach Neto. So all of that to say, once Jared Walsh comes back, they have all of those options in the infield that they wanted coming into this season. And you're right. Jared Walsh 
hitting seventh is a hmm. far cry away from Jared Walsh hitting fifth, like right. in previous years, because right. that's how much this lineup is now extended, which is an incredible thing. And Mike, if they continue to bat Shohei in front of Trout rather than behind Trout, then you have Rendon. Maybe you could even put Jared Walsh fifth if you'd like to. Mm, yeah. Maybe you don't need Hunter Renfro in that in that fifth spot. However, Renfro's bat is really coming around. So right. that's great to see as well. But again, having those options is what the Angels came into this season thinking that they were going to get. It's unfortunate that Stassi and Walsh have had these injuries. And when it comes to Stassi, I think he'd be more than happy to play the the Kurt Suzuki role oh, for <laughs> this sure. season. Yeah. Number one is that it's somebody you can trust behind the plate much better than somebody like Matt Theis. Mm-hmm. And number two, gosh, dude, if Stassi's bat is not what it was two years ago and it's more like 2022, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, at least it's something. Yeah. It's better than what we're running out there with, with Matt Theis. Yeah. And so I just think, that as far as Stassi being a veteran catcher with with a little bit of po- power to back up Logan Ohapi is necessary. Yeah. With with Logan out, the pitching staff really struggled other than that Griffin Canning game last night. Right. But the ERA for the pitching staff is much worse with Matt Thice catching behind behind them. It is absolutely, and and his pitch framing, he's not even pitch framing, and when he's trying to pitch frame, again, he's Stabbing interfering, at the right? Ball and, and so, and, yeah. and then even even his his plate appearances last night was actually his most successful plate appearances when he walked and 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 ended up scoring a run, and you know, so so good on him, but yeah, that's the thing, like he's not making contact, and quite honestly, that, that's the reason why he's around. He's around because he's a left-handed bat, a left-handed mm-hmm. hitting catcher, mm-hmm. which is. Awesome. There was a guy in the uh, mid nineties that played for the angels, Greg Myers. Mm-hmm. And I loved Greg Myers. I loved mimicking Greg Myers out in the backyard with you and our brother, Jeff, we'd go and hit balls because Greg just was crouched, but he was a left-handed bat. And I remember as a teenager, I think I was 12, 13 years old going, well, I didn't know that there could be left-handed batters because <laughs> I, I had seen Lance Parrish and I had seen Bob Boone. Right. And so this is why he's around because he's unique. He throws right, but he can bat left and he's supposed to have a really strong bat. Honestly, if he goes down to AAA, he'll probably put up like Joe Adele like numbers in AAA. <laughs> but I think that what's happening with Joe Adele is similar to what's happening with Matt Thice is that something isn't clicking. Something's yeah. not translating. Yeah. And when he gets to the major leagues, the lights are just way too bright. And so when they bring Stassi back, I think that Thice is on the chopping block and I think that they're not going to wait till then. I think that no. the, the move would be Chad Wallach. I think Wallach just brings a whole lot more of a catching presence. Up. Like, bring him up, right? And and Chad's Chad's 31, I believe. So he's, Yeah, but he can catch a game. Trip. He caught the no-hitter for Reed Detmers. Right. And, and, that's, like, and that's what I'm saying. Trust he's, him. He's, he's a veteran. Yeah. So you need a veteran behind Logan Ohapi. I think that Chad actually could be a great benefit to yeah. Logan Ohapi and a great benefit to this pitching staff because he probably knows all of the pitchers, right? He knows them by name. He's comfortable with them. And so I just think that that's a much better move. I would put up with a 165 batting average from a Chad Wallach than a 165 batting average from a Matt Theis or a 265 batting average from Matt Theis <laughs> because Wallach just seems to carry himself in a much better way when he's behind the plate other than uh, rather than Matt Theis. As far as Jake Lamb goes too, I think he's perfect AAA depth. Yeah. I think that he has, he's had his moments where he's come through. He had a great night against the Yanks the other night. Yep. And, and so he, 
is perfect AAA depth, but once Jared Walsh is back and ready to go, I think Jake Lamb is somebody that you store with the Bs and and have Jared Walsh out there. And again, he's a left-handed bat who plays first base. And so if Jared Walsh is out for any period of time, he is somebody, Jake Lamb is somebody you can go to if necessary. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time that you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay Guarantee Fit, you can be sure that every part fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. And after all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts are right and they are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, at the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. And remember, eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, so we got the news this week that the Shohei Otani starting schedule is going to be moved around a bit. Originally, he was going to pitch against the Kansas City Royals on Sunday, but after that rain-delayed start where he only got two innings pitched, they decided to move him up to Friday's start against Kansas City. And I got to thinking about that, and I thought, well, what's the point of starting him sooner if he's just going to pitch against Kansas City anyway? But Mike, I got to looking at the rest of the schedule and how it changes the entire trajectory yeah. of who he's facing. Yeah. And I actually think, other than maybe Milwaukee, because they're on a tear right now, I believe they're first in the NL Central. I would have loved to seen Shohei go against them just because they're a tough team. Mm -hmm. However, now that the schedule has shifted, we've got more opportunities against AL West opponents, which is more important, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as you want to see him take on the tough teams, you've got to beat the teams in your division and your rivals. And so there's a couple of opportunities for Shohei here. Uh, now that the schedule has been adjusted, he's going to pitch on Friday against the Kansas City Royals. He will go again on Thursday against the A's at home, so an uh, AL West rival. And then he will go against... St. Louis, Houston, Baltimore, the Twins, Miami, and Houston again, and the Cubs. So we're starting to see that there are some teams that we need to beat in there in terms of Houston. Baltimore is going to try to be in that, that wild card race. Boston again, they're yep. going to be at home this time. So don't fear the rain. It's going to be May in Anaheim is a great time to play baseball. Yeah. And then again, Two starts against Houston, I think that's really necessary. Now, you made a point earlier that he's not facing Texas now, and they're right. in first place. So what do right. we do about that? Yeah, Texas, man, they are uh, off and running. Our our, our friend uh, Bryce over at Locked On Rangers is having a field day in our uh, – our, our private chat with all the locked on hosts because yes. he's he's loving where the let Rangers him have it man <laughs> he needs it man he deserves it what a good guy he was great when he was on this show but texas has really uh, has figured it out i think the good news is that shohei is going to pitch against to your point ao west opponents uh second i think what what it means for us is that there is going to be 
some consistency in maybe adjusting who he's actually facing. Mm-hmm. So instead of facing somebody that is easily beatable, it, it would adjust maybe who he's actually facing that maybe it's more of a, a, a stronger pitcher, which mm-hmm. I would rather see Shohei face the number one or number two of the opposing team yeah. rather than the number five, because those games well, with the angels are not guaranteed, but they are kind of guaranteed with regular baseball teams. Right. And so yes. I, I think I want to see Shohei uh, against some of the tougher pitchers because those games are games that when we do win, we have an opportunity to take the series. We have an opportunity to put a couple of wins together. John, as I look at this schedule, I'm looking at obviously New York today, and then we've got three against Kansas City. I'm going Saturday, by the way. I don't know if I told you that. Going Saturday with some Oh, I'm friends. trying to go Friday, by the way. <laughs> awesome. Great. So we're going to have some uh, on-the-field responses. So, And then Oakland. John, is it unreasonable to think that we could be 6-1 and one after that? Versus Kansas City and then the Oakland series? Yeah. That's seven total games. Yeah. yeah. Go 6-1 and one on that. <laughs> Man, you should be. If you're a good team, <laughs> you should, <laughs> you should. And, and that's what good teams do, Mike. And that's, mm-hmm. what's going to separate the angels from being a, Oh, they're okay to yeah. a good team. Now I well, will say it's, it's April. It's early. Yeah. They never have good Aprils. Yeah. But, but to play the Royals and, and the A's seven games in a row, I mean, you got to walk away with a winning record from that one, right? Well, and this is why the Texas Rangers are, are I think at the, as of this recording, they're 12 and six. So mm-hmm. they're, you know, in first place, but we could actually have a really successful April if we play like we can against these teams. Let's say that we take the series against Kansas City, so two out of three. Let's say we take three of four from Oakland so we can take the series. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a that's a five and two finish for this April, and then we have mm-hmm. we have Milwaukee, right? So so a five and two in the next seven games. I'll take that. I would love that. And I think that that puts us in a really great position. That's 14 and 11. And yeah. then we've got Milwaukee. And let's say Milwaukee has our number and we get swept. We're at 500 at the end of April, which yeah. as an Angel fan, 500 yeah. at the end of April, longtime Angel fan, yes, that's actually a really good place for us to be. Even though it's not exciting and even though we're like, what, 500? To be at 500 at the end of April is really important. In fact, not falling below 500 is really important. That's a win. Because this team... <laughs> Historically, when they get under 500, it is a fight, a dogfight to get yes. back to 500 and then to get over 500 is even worse historically in what we've seen. And we've looked at some of the best teams in Angels past and how their April sh- shook out and they're always like 14 and 13, yeah. 12 and 11, 11 yeah. and 12. So to come out of April 500 at 14 and 14, I think is uh, is is more than reasonable. And if they're able to, you know, dominate those series against Kansas City and Oakland, again, this is what separates the good teams from the great teams. Yeah. If you want to be a great team, you have to beat the ones who are not great and are clearly down below you. And, and you know, Oakland is always going to have a surprise victory in there. Yeah. And But this is not the same team that started out against Oakland. I know they lost that first game. But I also think the Bats, as much as we have been ragging on them for – the one for 15 with runners in scoring position. I think that that's just April baseball when, when bats are cold and guys are warming up, hopefully with the offense that they do have and should have, these should be some easy wins. So again, Kansas city through Oakland, I think is a, is a great chance for us to pick up some W's, Mm -hmm. especially with Shohei in two of those games. And 
honestly, some of those can be get right games for our starters, like yeah. just like Tyler Anderson or even Jose Suarez, who I think is going out against Oakland. He is. Next yeah, Nevin week, did so. say he is going to pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if those games can be get right games for our starters, especially with the uh, <laughs> the veracity of opponent that we're facing. It's not very <laughs> veracious. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Just a reminder, the Angels do play the New York Yankees today at 105 Pacific time, and they're looking to win the series. Patrick Sandoval is on the mound. John, do you think they're going to win? I think they're going to win. I think they have a really good shot to win yeah. this game. Let's be yeah. the first team that gives the Yankees their first losing series. Come on, Halos. Heck yeah. You can catch every pitch on the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. It's on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Hey, give us a follow at Locked On Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. So you can DM us for Fan Mail Friday. We'd love to get your questions in for tomorrow's episode. Mike, they can also give us a call at our voicemail line. Yeah, give us a call, 714-409-6396. So our plan for tomorrow's show is to uh, recap what happened in that final game against the Yankees. And then the next two segments, we're going to, we're going to cover your voicemails and all of your questions. So, and we'll gather all of that information and we'll talk about it tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. All right, friends, we hope you have a great Thursday. Don't forget to watch that game at 105. We'll be back here tomorrow. Until then, my name is John and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother, John. That's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Angels. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow.